Beautiful. Yeah, I don't know why it was uh, being all finicky. So did you have to make like a new Skype account or something? Like it seemed like, like this is from like a new user. I know. Like I updated mine and then it was like, I don't know. Who in the fuck knows? It's so stupid. Like I've all. been having all sorts of issues too with my technology and my power went out earlier. I was like panicking, Ugh. but only in it must have been, you know what? I was making a bagel. And I had uh, the bagel in the toaster oven. It was like right after you left. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, it was pretty much done because I had the bagel. So I like it. I didn't, it didn't fully click in my head. But yeah, I bet you it was because like the air conditioner, everybody's, you know, running their air conditioners full blast. I probably like shorted a fuse because it came back on and it was still on in my living room, in my bedroom. It's, it was, seems like they have like the wires crossed weird because it was out in my bathroom and my kitchen but on in my bedroom and my living room. That's not a that's not a good right? That seems weird. That, like if you're even if you're just following like along the walls, it seems like Yeah. Like if that's not where the fuses of, should go. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And you're stuck with just the two of us this week, uh, but we've got plenty of uh, video game goodness to uh, dig into. And actually, I guess semi-ironically, since it's just the two of us, we got a bunch of multiplayer stuff to talk about. Hey, that's more, multiple players. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, no, Randall couldn't make it because it's couch co-op only. But we did actually do some like online uh, gaming as well with our. Uh, boss fight bandmates uh which was a ton of fun uh recently but before we get into the the multiplayer stuff i guess on the the semi recent although by the time this episode comes out won't be all that recent but uh it's always exciting when the game makers toolkit game jam rolls around just because it's definitely one of the biggest game jams every year uh they host it once a year and it's kind of at least for me how i discovered even what game jams were i think maybe maybe i kind of knew about them on idle thumbs like they mentioned it a little bit when i would listen to the idle thumbs podcast they'd be like oh we're hosting a game jam or their community would host a jam or something and i kind of like vaguely i'm like oh that sounds cool and fun but didn't really like invest in what it was and now i'm like oh man now we've hosted a jam and now it's like (laughs) oh man it's just like a whole different ball game like i look forward to all these uh Really all that, like there's tons of games that I find that are from game jams and stuff that I end up finding from like either the mini jam, there's just constantly game jams going on. But between Game Maker's Toolkit and Ludum Dar, those are kind of like the two biggest ones each year. Like this year, um, the Game Maker's Toolkit had over 6,000 entries. So like when I was looking at ours, like, oh man, we got 50 entries. This is overwhelming. Like I just don't even know how you how you manage but they are like the biggest or at least i know last year that it was like the biggest game jam at least on itch.io ever i don't know if this one topped that or whatever i didn't look into it but uh but yeah i was super excited especially because a bunch of our pals even some pals that we've had on the podcast in the past like our buddy uh dev dwarf of a few our dvd and a self fame that we've talked about on the podcast before and again yeah he's been a guest on the show and uh he teamed up with our buddies uh connor grail and uh matt ugg to uh, work on a game and you know i'm always down for some matt ugg action um and this time almost always you get like a 2d platformer from matt ugg um but and i don't know if i'm pronouncing that name right but it's m-m-a-t-t and then u-g-h so i'm just, <laughs> matt ugg is what i what i go with um but yeah this was kind of like a top down like arena shooter and the theme for the game jam which i was a little bit disappointed in it was roll the dice and mm. i just felt like that was kind of like a 
like almost like a little too specific, but like, like it almost like here's like almost a mechanic already. Like it just seemed like a little limiting, but obviously people are bound to be creative, especially when you got 6,000 entries. Um, yeah. So, but I, I was really impressed with how they did the dice rolling here. Cause basically it's kind of like a small little like square arena. It's called the saloon. And you like basically have these like hordes of enemies that keep coming in. And every time you have a, you start with, I think either three or four different weapons. And every time you do a dodge roll, that's how you reload your weapon. But it's also how every time you do a dodge roll, it like essentially rolls the dice and you have a new weapon in your hand or one of your you know weapons from your, you know, the few that you have. And then as you get deeper into the run, you can pick up more weapons. You get like a buff. You basically like fill up a meter, get a new upgrade. And then it's like, OK, now I can hold one extra weapon at a time or now I have uh, the ability to like roll a little bit faster or move a little bit faster or you know there's just a ton of different buffs it's actually really really impressive it's a tight little arcade game like at first my first instinct was just like oh no it's not a platformer and like what is this like and i died instantly like it was really (laughs) hard right off the bat because i'm like i don't even know what's happening and you you actually for the most part you have guns it's like you know kind of a western themed uh situation but like you do have like kind of a knife that you just have to everything shoots automatically so you're it's all about just kind of like positioning and dodging so it did get like a little bit like you were kind of just running circles around the enemies but i feel like that's kind of how every horde mode in any game gets you just kind of like you're kind of like outlasting them essentially but it does get a little bit strategic and i like how you like had to like just kind of lean into whatever buffs you kind of, you got to pick between one of three every time you leveled up, but you kind of had to really lean into, okay, I'm getting like, I'm leaning into the speed on this run and I'm just going to like try to run circles around these, uh, baddies and whatnot, or, okay, I'm getting like the extra like power, extra big bullets or whatever. Okay. I'm really going to lean into getting like some ranged weapons and whatnot. So this one was really fun. That was the first game. I did a stream and checked out like probably like eight or nine different games the other day. Uh, and yeah, it was just so much fun. Some jams from Connor Grail on the music. Like he's worked on so many awesome games, did the Boba soundtrack. Uh, he's just done so many amazing uh, game soundtracks. So from there, I jumped over to uh, a game that uh, our pal Froggrammer made with a few other folks. I think they had a team of like four or five different people. It's a game called Oddwood. And it's another kind of like arena. Uh, this is more of like a bullet hell arena situation. And you're kind of like this. I don't know, you're some kind of like woodland creature or something. I think they told me uh, that that, because they were actually hanging out in the stream while I was playing. And they said that it was uh, based on like some Russian uh, folklore tales, which is where I know at least where Froggrammer lives. I don't know where everybody else lives on the team. Um, But uh, yeah, it's like it got some like it had a really cool aesthetic and like theme. So just knowing that it like had it even like, oh, it's actually like tied to some like fantasy folklore or maybe not even fantasy, but just traditional folklore stuff like very very cool and there's like yeah these garden gnomes walking around just basically turns into like a bullet hell everywhere and there's basically like this big like wooden creature and this was the creature i forget the name of it now but it was like where frog grammar was like oh that's like this character from uh russian folklore or whatever but basically it like every time you um like do an attack you're like that character will like roll a dice and that'll like reload your next attack that you'll have and otherwise your character is just kind of like ping-ponging around the the arena at all times and it's controlled entirely with the mouse so you're basically like moving your cursor around and then there's a dash or like a jump button so wherever the cursor is if you press jump the character will like just jolt in that direction and you can like jump over enemies jump over bullets and projectiles and stuff and then otherwise 
your like weapons are just constantly spinning around you at all times, like 360 degrees. And this is another like top down perspective game. And then like you have to just whatever, if you roll like the shotgun, you have like a spread shot and it'll show the UI and like just the HUD system and everything, especially for the fact that this was made in 48 hours is like (laughs) insane. Like maybe it's like 50 hours or so. I think there was like a little leeway or something, but whatever it was like, it's so polished. And I know they're planning on actually a post jam update, like adding some different buffs and perks. And like, really they were like frog grammar was like, Oh, the menu's really nasty and janky. I was like, what are you talking about? This looks great. Like I can tell you whipped it up quick, but like, it looks great. Like, Oh man, it's, it's a really unbelievably polished game that gets really hard. Although you're able to kind of rack up some lives pretty quickly, but yeah, it's got some like deck building elements where you're like, every time Hmm. you get a new, like, upgrade you every yeah every kind of similar similarly to the saloon every time you get an upgrade you're kind of like picking either like a new dice to add to your deck or a new buff or an upgrade or something it's just like a really well thought out game so i'm actually as soon as they mentioned they were doing a post jam i was like oh i'm really excited to see what they can do when they're like not under the time constraint of like we have to get it done under this time limit and we're like you know i guess after the jam too you're kind of like whatever restrictions and the rules and whatnot you can kind of bend those a little bit too right um so really, really cool take on on the theme. It was one of my favorites. And then, you know, I got to give a shout out to the Cultisti game as well, because uh, I was just actually talking to Cultisti in a chat the other day and they were like kind of made it sound like oh, I haven't worked on any, any games in a while. Like maybe I'll work on a jam sometime. Maybe they were even being cryptic and <laughs> like be, knowing that they were going to work on the Game Maker's Toolkit jam. But basically, this game is like another game that you play entirely with the mouse and it's kind of like a top down dungeon crawler and it takes an, it's another game like i feel like lately they've been doing a lot of games that like borrow elements and ideas from their other games which is probably how an easier way to make a game jam work when you're like okay i can use some of my code from a previous idea that i worked right. on and like i can use this like bouncing mechanic and it's sort of like from a top down perspective but otherwise you're kind of like kind of similar to like tiny folks more where there's like a battle sequence on the top of the screen and then it's almost like a Yahtzee situation where there's like a roll of the dice and then they start kind of bouncing around the screen, just like, just like a windows 95 screensaver, you know, they just keep bouncing around until you grab them or you can either left click to grab them or you can right click to like roll that particular dice again. And you're doing that all with your cursor, like hovering over them as they bounce around and move. So you'll see like the enemy has three attacks. So you can pick up three shield dice and block those three attacks. And then you can pick up, three attack dice and you'll see that they have six health. So you, you know, you just kind of keep taking turns and there's like a timer that keeps ticking down that you have to clear that floor of like, you know, either three or four, maybe, maybe it gets, I, I didn't get very far. It was actually pretty dang hard. Cause like even in the second dungeon, they add like areas where like you can't flip or pick. I think you can actually flip the dice, but you can't pick them up right there. And it kind of stuns you for a second. If you pick them up over that kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like a dotted pixelated area. It's it's almost like a lava, you know, area where it's like, okay, these are the stun sections or whatever, but it's just another game. That's just so incredibly polished, like really clever take on like the dice theme where it's like, still feels like action packed and you're playing with a mouse. It's another game where it's, I'm just all about playing these games where you're just like, again, the way I'm playing them, I'm just kicked back on the recline. I feel like a broken record. I say this all the time, but just kick back on the recliner mouse on the armrest hooked up to the TV and just like whether I'm streaming or not, it's just such a fun way to play these like mouse based games. And especially if it's, it wouldn't work so well for this one, but if it's like more of like a thoughtful puzzle based game, it's perfect for like, again, uh, we might save this for like a later episode, uh, sometime if I even ever, ever end up talking about it, but like playing like Gora Goa recently, 
Um, like, I feel like that's like a perfect type of game where you could like kick back. Multiple people could be playing it and saying, hey, try this. Hey, try that. Like, you know, it's I, I really like that idea of like just kicking back and playing a game with a mouse as opposed to a controller, because my hands have been cramping up lately when I'm playing some like precision platforming or doing you're whatever. always playing yeah intense games uh with a controller like you're like i think you're not doing a lot of leisurely controller games yeah i'm not yeah that, that is very much true there's probably a reason why i'm like i need a I need a game pad to play my games because keyboard i know some people can precision platform on keyboard you know just as good as i can with gamepad if not better but um yeah not, I, I not just, me not me yep <laughs> i've never been able to do it um but yeah, that, I've, I've played, again, there's a bunch of other games, like our buddy uh, No made a game called uh, Die Sort, that's a really cool Pico 8 game where you're like, basically it just like rolls a bunch of dice on the table and then it's, the screen is split into two sides where it's like either even and odd and you just have to grab them and move them to the right side of the screen, again, all cursor based uh, before uh, the time runs out. And since Pico 8 runs on mobile, our uh, buddy Dylan was saying that game in particular played really well on mobile because you can just, you could almost be a little quicker with it. Um, cause there was even a speed mode and I was like, yeah, I can't even get past like the, literally the first like challenge in speed mode with, at least with my mouse skills. But again, I'm not really a, a PC gamer, but yeah, our buddy Sebastian Lynn made a short little precision, like Metroidvania platformer. It literally, I beat it in like two and a half minutes. So very short and sweet, but like incredibly thoughtful. Like you, you pick up like each number of the dice gives you like an extra wall jump that you can do. So you like as you progress through this little like super miniature Metroidvania, you're just like, oh, now I can do one more wall jump and I'm now I'm a two die and now I'm a three die and a four. It's just I don't know, a lot of cool stuff. So I I went from being like, oh, I'm a little bit disappointed. I don't want to play a bunch of dice rolling games to being like, oh, people are always going to come up with inspired, clever, cool ideas, no matter what the theme is. Um, So, yeah, just super pumped. There's more games I could rattle off, but I'll. I'll leave it there at the risk of being a, a total broken record and, and a total uh, gush fest here. But uh, yeah, why don't I toss it over to you real quick for a little uh, N64 action before we talk some uh, some multiplayer stuff. Yeah, we had talked a little bit about uh, the custom robo game on the GameCube uh, yeah. on an episode a couple episodes ago, maybe at this point, yeah, you really piqued my interest with that. Cause I just, I kind of totally forgot about those games and it was one of those games that was always on the shelf when Randall and I worked at Best Buy. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was a player's choice one or if it was just like, you know, I, I just remember like it was right when I was kind of getting back into games. Cause it was what I could like relate to Randall with. And, uh, like some of the other guys that worked there, I was like, Oh, that, that was kind of really actually did, did kind of get me back into my gaming hobby. Um, from just playing like mostly as a kid, yeah. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to play this one and kind of forgot all about it. Yeah. And I had just seen that they were releasing custom robo one and two from the N64 on the Nintendo switch online service. If you had the Japanese account, uh, for the N64 online. So I went and set up an account because I had been for some reason just never did that for like the SNES or for the NES. Okay, so um, you just you just set this up. Was that difficult? Because it's been a long time since I did it. I forgot how how many hoops you had to jump through. It was it was I had to do it on a separate email. That was basically it. Like and okay, like set yeah. up the time zone. I remember was something yeah. you had to like yeah yeah. And like now my uh, news on my switch is all in Japanese, but that's yep. fine because I don't use my news, so it's fine. Yeah, uh, like for all accounts and purposes, it's like it's pretty easy to set up on your own. 
And yeah, it definitely was easier than I expected it to be. I thought that was going to like be like, oh, you're not allowed to do this. And I was like, oh, it right. just worked the way they said it would. It just worked. Yep. But also, I don't know why you have to do it in the first place. Like, I right, don't know why right. they won't just let you do it, like, without like, just having have it, set up in it. Just have it be account. like a tab. Yeah. Or have it be like a tab on the, oh, you want to play the PAL version or the, right. uh, uh, the NTSC version of the games? Like, if you're going to offer them up, like, why not? Yeah. But, but whatever. I guess they're tech. Are they technically like different entities or companies? Nintendo of Japan and Nintendo of America? I don't know how all that stuff works. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I, I started playing Custom Robo 1 on the N64 and uh, did a little bit of, you know, looking at guides to figure out because like, it's untranslated. And I was trying to figure out, OK, well, what are the menu options? Like I could get like a few words here and there. But like for the most part, I'm like, I right, this is completely in the dark for all of this and a little um, menu heavy because you showed me just a tiny bit of it and it's like it's not just like oh here's clearly start or options it's like there oh there's you got a lot of choices yeah but then i started i got into a couple battles and like even there's like practice battles that you can go into pretty fa- fairly easily and it controls exactly like the gamecube one which was nice a, a very refreshing like surprise to be like oh yeah like this like there are you know a couple buttons that are different i'm sure like the way that the x and y are mapped to the c buttons might be a little bit different if you were playing it on an n64 controller versus a pro controller but for the most part it's still like a to shoot b to don't know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like i remember like r was jump which was a, a weird change but you know it didn't feel too weird because custom robo as like an a battle game is still kind of it's not turn-based but like every time that you shoot your like robot comes to a stop or like so like there there's it's a little very bit deliberate like, it's like slippage where like you're supposed to shoot as you're like running behind a wall so that your like robot slides behind the into cover the, otherwise you're leaving yourself prone if you just do it in the middle of the arena and there's different cover but like it looks good as an it N64 looks amazing. game. Like it looks so. And again, I don't on know if both fronts, on yeah. both fronts, because it kind of got like that isometric, like overworld that's kind of more like Game Boy Advance style. Yeah, but pixel it, yeah, art with or the whatever. pixel art. Yeah, the pixel yeah. art and the like uh, 3D environments. Like it was such. I yeah. feel like an underused, like. Like it would kind of like felt more like Paper Mario is like the only thing that yeah. I, I felt like had maybe like a Harvest Moon games were like the only other games that like had this kind of different like blend between 2D and 3D that I really wish they had let like leaned in harder. Yeah, like on. why wasn't there a Pokemon game that looked like that yeah, <laughs> that or, ran on that engine basically, but why wasn't know? there any like i know that like golden sound like was supposed to be uh like an n64 game for ah, like mother yeah, 3 yeah. like started off as an that but like i i just felt like it for the snes which was such an rpg heavy system i can't believe that there weren't just tons of rpgs on the n64 that just that's used a good that. point yeah like it, i don't know why that 
just the there weren't that that genre on that system at least in america is it just that square bailed and or not bailed but it did you know they went pretty heavy on the sony department after that for sure but, but i don't know why they didn't go to another company or like yeah, why yeah. other companies it just was it, it's a great looking game and it controls get good but man I, I wish that more games looked like it from the n64 era because i think it looks great still it really does. And again, I know we talked about it like because it like sometimes certain games like that extra crisp crispness can like kind of look a little bad at times. But yeah. I thought it looked really nice here. Like the game just looked really sharp and defined, like colors look good, like didn't yeah. like seem like it was. Yeah, it, it didn't look clunky at all. It looked really cohesive. Yeah, and the gameplay looked fun, too. Like, again, it's got the like just the right amount of, like... Because any game that has, like, mech battles, I feel like you do have to have that kind of, like, deliberate combat where it's, like, a little bit, like... Uh, you know, kind of like how the Dark Souls games nowadays, like, use that, like... Or, or Monster Hunter, you know, where it's, like, very much, like, you're committing mm-hmm. to this attack right now. Like, that, it feels like this is kind of, like, that a little bit of that, you know, in its DNA a little bit. Yeah, mostly it just may be sad that Nintendo hasn't made another custom robo game since 3DS, I think the last one. Yeah. May have been one. Or but, maybe just regular DS, maybe. Yeah, it may have not even I can't been remember. 3DS. Oof. But we also played, also on the N64 online, uh, one of my favorite games, or my favorite mini games on one of my favorite games which was checkerboard chase uh the multiplayer mode on kirby 64 the crystal shards we played that when we met up the other day and that still i think holds up as a great party game great party (laughs) game like it's definitely one of those that like we didn't play it for all that long because i think it was the last game or one of the last games we played for the night yeah so it was kind of like oh let's play this real quick and and wrap up the evening but it could easily be like if you had like a group of it's up to four players obviously on nintendo 64 but like however many people it could easily be one of those games that you just play all night pass the controllers around having a few drinks or whatever like as simple as it is like it's just like could play it all day like it's it's got like a little bomber man in its dna like it's essentially just like a glorified mario party mini game yeah but that just has like a just enough balance and depth to the mechanics that it's like infinitely replayable kind of you know yeah and one of the reasons why i wanted to shout out this one in particular is that there is a an early access game that is part also of the, I believe it was the Itch.io bundle for abortion access. Uh, I think it's been in a few of them, too. I'm not 100% sure, yeah. but I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen it in a couple of the charity bundles over the years. And it is exactly the same game. <laughs> uh, like as, as of early access, it's exactly the same game. Uh, they've, they've put a, a roadmap of, like, you know, we want to add online multiplayer and, like, customization options and power-ups and stuff. But the game is called Dragon Drop, uh, dragon as a, you know, a mythical beast. And, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I didn't even think about like, dra- like drag, drag and, and drop. drop. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it's uh, we haven't even described the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Which is in both Checkerboard Chase and Dragon Drop, there is a I think it's an eight by eight a grid where you have free movement. It's not like you're not moving on like each square of that grid, 
Yeah, but, like it's uh, sort you sort of like your attack sort of locks to that grid in a yeah. way, but like you're, yeah, you're moving sort of freely. Yeah, yeah, and you you attack either like on the x axis or the y axis, and the all of the uh, blocks of the grid that are in front of your character in the way that you're facing will highlight and then drop. And if any player that is standing on them while they are dropped, they will fall and that will like take off one of their hit points. And they have like five hit points before they're eliminated. And when each character or when each player is eliminated, then the arena gets smaller, like the like furthest border of like the grid falls down. So it's a getting progressively smaller and smaller as there are yeah. less players. And it's just it's a simple but really fun formula that works really well and i'm super excited to see you know how drag and drop evolves like even though right now it's a perfect game by my by my estimates yeah it's really fun and especially because well, i don't know how convenient it would be to like sync up i know you can do up to four players online on like the switch nintendo 64 stuff i did i did double check that at least in the menus nice. it seems like you can but I wonder how convenient it is for like, I know it's like technically a single player game. And then like, what if the controllers, are they connected properly? Like I could just see it being like finicky and like recognizing it uh, properly. But it's another game too, that on that Nintendo 64 online, where especially in, I know there were like a few graphical things when we talked about crystal shards, like on its own, or like the bugs were like, you just die underwater and stay mm-hmm. dead forever. But uh, it's another game that like just pops, man. Like especially mm-hmm. what's that painter kid's name? Uh, Adelaide. Adelaide yeah like that that character model just really looks amazing I don't know why again I'm kind of coming to this game somewhat fresh but DDD too like the colors and like I just love how sharp everything looks It, it just looks so good and then yeah that same night we played like a little bit of uh which I really had never played before I know you guys were giving me shit acting like oh yeah yeah you've never played this before Kev I truly never other than maybe booted it up to just like play it for five seconds to see like what it was all about but uh we played some ultimate chicken horse Mm -hmm. which is uh an interesting game once we started playing the party mode i was like this is the mode to play because the first kind of like free to play mode essentially what you're doing here is like you're it's almost like a turn-based platformer where like you take turns not take turns it, it switches turns where there's like Okay, everybody takes a turn placing a new obstacle in the level, almost like cursor based. Uh, you're, you know, we're, we were playing on Switch, so you're using a controller, but moving a cursor around the screen, grabbing a new like obstacle from like a pool of um, different things you can pick or whatever, like either like a buzzsaw or a patch of ice or, you know, just any number of different obstacles, a ton of different stuff, swinging blades or swinging like weights or whatever. Um, and then you place those somewhere in the level. And then everybody then, as soon as, you know, you get a certain amount of time to do that. And then after that, everybody then has to platform through the level. Pretty basic platforming abilities, like not the tightest controls, but controls well enough. Like it's, you know, there's like a run button, a jump. Maybe you can double jump. I can't remember. I know you can wall jump. There's wall jumping. Um, And like kind of the meat boy wall jumping where you can like infinitely climb up a wall. Yeah, yeah. There were a few jumps where I like made it like it looked like I fell off the bottom of the screen and then it was like, oh, wait, I'm scaling up the side Mm -hmm. of this building here. Um, But it's like it's it kind of tries to walk the fine line of like you don't want to make the level too challenging because if nobody finishes the level, then nobody gets any points. And And if everybody everybody finishes the level, nobody gets any points. So you got to kind of strike that fine line of like, okay, here's something I can do. 
like, you know, John kind of sucks at this ice stuff. So let me let me throw some ice stuff at him and he'll slide off here. You know, you got to try. John to- kind of sucks at precision platforming, <laughs> period. Yeah, the whole time. Like, John's uh, like, I hate platformers. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is my favorite genre. Oh, uh, yeah. It was it was definitely not the type of comp- competitive like platformer that I was super into playing like multiplayer. Yeah, it was, it, and I gotta admit that it didn't like hit the sweet. It wasn't like one that I was like, oh, we gotta play this one again. But I do think once we switched to party mode, and it kind of like it would basically like roll more like it, you basically had to pick from a way more limited pool. It'd be like there'd be only like five different items that would randomly appear from you know for us to pick from out of the three of us. So it was like where before we could kind of pick from like I don't know like two pages worth of like I don't know a couple dozen different items and obstacles. This was like. Okay, you got to work with what they throw you. It gets like a little bit more. Yeah, you got to be a little more thoughtful with like what you pick and where you place it. And it seemed like it struck a little bit better of a balance there. Like, again, I could see it being a really fun party game, but it's not simple enough. Like, I'm always looking for that simplicity of just like, you know, it's it's, there's a lot to like learn, especially because it could be a great game for people that don't play games. But then again, yeah, you got to be especially because we were playing with uh, DJ and I and John and it's like DJ and I are both pretty good platform players so like i could definitely see how you're like okay this is an this is just annoying like you guys can do all these challenges pretty easily and like you know i'm i'm just wall jumping into this flame here (laughs) or whatever you know just constantly so yeah it's it wasn't it didn't quite hit the spot i think that was like the first one we played and we ended up like bouncing over to a few other things and we ended up actually bouncing over to the speedrunners demo yeah dj was like "I'll, i'll buy this game and i think he has it on like playstation or something like that or maybe on ps plus i know i've played it with him in the past but we ended up having a freaking blast with this demo i guess i don't want to speak for you but i feel like no this was maybe the most fun game of the night I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think the next one was probably still my favorite. But yeah, no, I did. Re- oh, this was the type of platformer that like I really enjoyed because it was like it, the concept of it is like you're uh, doing a loop around like a platformed level. And it like after one person falls off behind, you're all on the same screen. The screen is following the person in first who's running and then once one player falls off the screen, then the they're eliminated and the screen then starts to shrink around whoever is in first. So then it just becomes progressively harder, like, and there are power-ups that and different obstacles in the levels. But, like, the fact that it is the same route, you know, that you're doing multiple times each round and like they're the it, perfect size stage like yeah. after one lap you already have it memorized and you already feel mm-hmm. like you might learn a thing or two where you're like ooh, i can like grapple off this thing real quick because you have like this grappling hook that you can use but on sometimes like, the environment changes and you can't everything that you predicted like it's thrown it's it's such a it like and it, the way that it ramps up too like as yeah just the way that screen closes in in, uh, it's so great because it gets really like it's actually like i i I took a couple like clips on the switch while i was while we were playing mm -hmm. and i was gonna post them on our twitter and i was like oh these actually look really lame because it's just like a flashing red box with like a little rectangle in the middle but like when you're we're playing (laughs) we're like oh my god yeah we're screaming at each other because you you don't like take damage and die it's like actually when you're it's almost like smash brothers style like when you get like pushed off the screen or whatever so it could be because they there's just like a, it's just like it's almost like a mario kart game like there's just enough power-ups like the mm-hmm. especially like the hook shot one where you can like yeah. actually hook onto the opponent in front of you but like they can position themselves in a way where like the wall might be in the way so your hook shot like you 
you just got to be like thoughtful enough. But again, it's not like overwhelming with the number of items. Again, we were just playing the demo, but there were like four or five stages on the demo that we got to play through. But it did look like there were like a good, or so. yeah, like 20 so stages. It was definitely like, oh, man, if this would be like a no brainer to grab on sale or I think it's probably like 10 or 15 bucks. I don't I don't know the price offhand, but uh, I think it was 20 maybe even. I don't, yeah, I don't remember, I but was- whatever, whatever it is, I think it's like a. An easy game to recommend if you like playing like platformers or racing games and you do like have people over to play party games like it's I had a blast and at least worth checking out the demo at the, at oh, the very yeah. least. But it's Absolutely. it's on my radar as like, a, oh, man, if I'm like, you know, if I have some people over and the mood's right and we feel like playing some speed runners and sinking into it, like maybe I'll pick it up. Also, just the fact that when a round ends, it starts immediately back up in the exact spot that yes. it ends at. So that it's just this infinite loop that like, oh, it feels seamless to like just got- start up a new one. And it's so good. And it's got a really cool, like almost like a graphic novel, comic book kind of art yeah, style to it. Like I don't know how to describe jazz it. Jazz soundtrack. Oh like big yeah, band, like superhero. Like it's a really good, really energetic. Like it yeah. really, like I feel like the energy in the room the when we were playing, just great. like we were, like we went from like like we were having a good time regardless. But when we played that, and I even was kind of like when DJ suggested it, I was kind of like, ah, oh, I've played that before. It's a pretty fun game. And it was just like, oh, man, it just it was the right game for the the right mood for sure. Absolutely. Um, that was a blast. And so what game were you? Th- I, that was the, all the games I had on the list other than the other game we played with the boss fight, pals. Is that the game you were talking about? No, I was thinking. Uh, well, we also played Conduct together. Oh, my day. God. I totally forgot about that. I forgot we played that with DJ. I was thinking about that with no. Nick, uh, our buddy Nick as well. Yeah, um, we, we played uh, that both times, and and I is, I agree. I I actually agree with you that this is probably the cream of the crop. Yeah. So conduct together is the switch only version of the conduct this series. I don't know what you. That's would probably call the best it. way to say it. The conduct series or the con- conduct this to the best that I can tell is the original game. Yes. Conduct. This was the mobile version. And then there was conduct AR, which was an augmented reality version, which is Apple only. And then there is conduct deluxe, which is a steam. uh, And it looks like compute. It's a computer version of it. Um, And that one, it does not have the multiplayer mode that we are playing or controller support. You have to play right. with the mouse the best I can tell, which seems yeah. kind of insane. It seems I, like it would work better for touchscreen purposes. Like if you had yeah. an iPad or whatever, cause you can easily use like two fingers. But if you're whipping that mouse around, I actually yeah. saw some people in the reviews saying like, Oh, you have, if you're going for three stars, you have to be like a master with the mouse, which yeah. is not a surprise, but not a surprise based on even with the controller with four people, three people. Yeah, but Conduct Deluxe also, I think, has a level editor mode that isn't Ooh. present in the other ones. But, like, okay. man, I really wish there was controller support, and I really wish there was that multiplayer. So yeah, yeah. I think, despite it not being the most feature-rich of the versions, I still think Conduct Together on the Switch is the best version of it. Definitely. Because it's the, the, we get the controller support. And what it is, it's a train, like diorama kind of game yeah it's like an isometric 
top-down perspective. Yeah, where you get you have a train, at least one train, and at least one station. And the station ha- is like, oh, there's a red station and there will be red passengers. And you get your train to that station and you need to drop off all the red passengers at the red station. And then they start adding more trains. They start adding more switches. They start adding more stations. They start adding cars and like freight trains and other obstacles. And it is, it's, uh, I think it's a really good uh, single player game. Like it is very difficult as a single player game. And I feel like a totally different game. Like like I feel like it's, well, it's kind of the same, but it's like, Playing multiplayer, I feel like it's easier to just embrace the chaos of it where like I feel like in single player, you could easily just be like in total focus mode and just like getting mad every time you die. And like I could see it like I could see getting into like a frustrating loop with the game. Potentially, I haven't played it much single player, to be honest. Um, Yeah, it's hard. (laughs) Like it's it's really hard. There's a lot to juggle. It's such a hard game. It's such a hard game in every respect. But when we play local uh, multiplayer on conduct together uh which we were playing on the switch uh there is it is simultaneous multiplayer so everybody it's, has access to all the buttons at like at the same time so if anybody presses a the a train will stop yeah and i guess any- we should mention how the controls work it's essentially like on any given level there'll be up to four trains and each of those trains will be tied it can be only one train sometimes too but they'll be tied to one of the face buttons on the controller mm-hmm. and then there'll be up to four tracks and then each of those tracks or like switch track you know switches in the track that you can like alter the path of the train and then those are tied to one of the four like face buttons on the or uh, on the d-pad yeah face buttons on the left i guess like joy con um but yeah so it's like you're really and again like john was saying like it's all tied like anybody can press a at any time so like a lot it's very frequent that you're two people are on the same wavelength and going like oh shit we're gonna stop a and then we both do it and then 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 the next person immediately starts it right back up into the thing that they were both trying to dodge yep and it's just so satisfying to like embrace the chaos and the calamity and just be like oh shit like oh Mm -hmm. oh, like it like it's it's just the perfect party game for like i'm not typically a person that like yells and screams and stuff when i'm playing multiplayer games but this this one is impossible not to like just like oh my god it's and you get like so sucked in. It's such a great like ebb and flow. And it's like I'd really call Some it like level, an arcade. Oh. It's like an arcade puzzle strategy game because it really yeah. has that arcade energy and like kinetic, like snappy feeling. But it's it's really you really have to focus and like communicate. It's a really good communication game, too. You really have to be like, OK, I'm like you get in like a trance almost when you're playing, at least when you, when we succeeded, I feel like, especially yeah. with uh, you, Nick and I, like, cause we were playing, like we came over to John's place, like to have some lunch and uh, play some video games. And we were just like in a trance, like at moments, just like, okay, a train purple. Got it. Switch, <laughs> yeah. switch four, someone three. Get, yeah, you're just like, kind that. of like calling out your moves. And like, we're all like, Oh, we're just like on the same wavelength here. Oh, um, and then God. sometimes completely screwing each other over and not on the same wavelength and screaming. So I just, I really love that ebb and flow of like, Oh, Hey, we're pretty good at this game. Oh, Hey, we can, we'll never beat this level. It's impossible. And like, ah, oh, just so good. And my, 
personal favorite thing about why it's such a good multiplayer game is that there is like it's an asymmetrical division of duties in the yes. game like you can't it is so hard to especially be especially like, with three players yes th- with three players but like there's so rarely like like just in the obstacles and the amount of different types of passengers you have to get like it is so hard to be like okay each person gets a train or each person gets a track like you kind of really have to do it like we would get to levels where like you know there were three trains and we're like all right we each get a train and we can just do the tracks in front of us constantly having to shift yeah you can't like just go this is the strategy for every stage it's like this is the okay we figured out this stage now we gotta execute that strategy like it's that, oh i really loved cool when game. we would get to a new stage and like we would just like do the first like 10 seconds we're like what the fuck is going on here like i have no idea what's happening on this stage until like we either have like a tremendous crash or like we finally get something right uh, yeah just and it's there's just so enough good. stuff in your control, just enough stuff out of your control. And the visual design is just oh. great. And again, the soundtrack, the soundtrack to go back to the so just that jazzy energy again. It's got that like Sega vibe almost. I, I really, really enjoyed uh, playing this one. And I guess like before we wrap up, I, I'll save Gorogoa for another time, I think. But I think we should at least talk about some Fall Guys, too, because, yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. Uh, we uh, sunk up with the, I always say, I, I was just talking about this the other day. I always say sunk up as like the past tense of sinking or synced up with people. I don't know why, but it just sounds better and makes more sense in my head and I can't mm-hmm. stop doing it. So pardon me for doing it, but I'm just going to keep doing it probably till the end of time. But anyways, I'm, but now I'm going to be self-conscious about it every time I do it. But uh, anyways, yeah, I feel like it's like one of those things where we talk about it. We've even probably said this on the podcast before where we say like, Oh, like, let's get together this week and play games. And then we kind of push it off or we we never like follow through on the communication. And like this time we finally were like, okay, yeah, let's play some games. And kind of last minute I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot Fall Guys became uh, free to play. And I actually think I was sort of reminded about that because that new like Kirby Dream Buffet that got announced that everyone was like, oh, Kirby Fall Guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, Fall Guys came to Switch. And I like we're always like juggling the fact that like our buddy Mikey doesn't have the Nintendo online service. Like not, we just all don't have like and play on the same platform. So this was like, Oh, it's free to play. It's cross platform. Let's give it a try. And I hadn't played fall guys. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I think DJ and I talked about it, um, to the best of my recollection. And I was kind of like, Oh, it's fun, but I'm, you know, no real reason to come back. But after our session the other day, I was feeling like, Oh, I'll happily sync up with, especially cause now you can, uh, Maybe you could do this before. I don't remember, but you can definitely uh, sync up. You you could sync up and party up with people before, but I don't think you could like squad up as a team and mm. you can like play as a team of four. And we actually ended up winning one of the rounds, um, yeah. getting like the gold crown or whatever in, in the squad mode. Um, and we probably played, I don't know, five or six rounds or whatever, but I was honestly really impressed with number one, how well it ran on switch in spite of like <laughs> all the, all the other well, jelly beans running like half yeah, frame animations. Uh, so it's got that, like the same thing we talked you, about, like Kirby and the forgotten land very well. Yes. Every, yeah. the remaining uh, competitors did not run particularly well, but it didn't, they weren't like, uh, bugging out and like right. glitching all over the yeah. place. It was just like, Oh, visually they're definitely running at a different frame rate than if the you are someone other. who that matters to you. I cannot, it see would drive it, you crazy. Yes. Yeah. That, I would think that would make the game unplayable, <laughs> but for people who that doesn't matter, we're just like, all. we just want to play the game and now we yeah. can play it on switch even better. Cause like yeah. I play played it a little bit on ps plus when it first came out and like again i wasn't like i didn't not like it but i was just like i'm not like totally sucked in but i feel like they really 
they really ramped up the challenge quite a bit, but also made like a lot of the stages. It was a little bit of a bummer. We kept kind of getting this one of the same, same stages, stages like over and over and over again. Because we did not advance at all. We That's were, true. Yeah, we, we, we kept like getting eliminated poorly. in the first round. But it still seems like the first round should probably have the biggest pool to pick from. But sometimes the roll of the dice, that's just the way it goes to go, to go yeah. back to the game makers toolkit theme. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just like, I was really impressed. Like a lot of the, there were just like way more of the race kind of obstacle course levels than there were before. Mm-hmm. And then like the, like, for example, like the one level that's kind of like the memory, like match level where there's like a bunch of panels on the ground and you have to look at what fruit shows up on the screen and memorize what's on the ground and like they'll disappear based on what shows up on the screen. I know I'm like half ass confused or half, half ass confusing. I'm half ass explaining that. But uh, but they added like a spinning bar to the middle of that that you have to like before that just wasn't there. So it was all it was like kind of a real it was like too easy of a game. You just like yeah. s- memorize the few fruit stand and kind of just watch what all the other players are doing. But now because you have to constantly be like managing jumping over this like, you know, playing jump rope essentially with this spinning bar in the middle of or around the whole play field, essentially. Like, I don't know. I just I thought they really everything they changed and everything they added. Uh, I just thought really I, I mean, maybe maybe we just had a good crew and we were having a good time or something, but I don't know. I, I really was having a blast. I went from yeah. being like, oh, I'm kind of mediocre, couldn't care less about Fall Guys, and now I'm like, man, I'm looking forward to playing again. You know, it's got all the usual kind of free-to-play menu annoying stuff where everything's yeah. a little laggy, everything's a little We had to finicky. reboot the game in order to even play multiplayer. Yeah, I got, like, kicked out a few times. Oh, yeah, we had to, like, play it the first time and, like, have it register that, like, we had played the game or something before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so a few hic- few hoops to jump through, a few hiccups here and there, but I, I really had a blast. How, how did you... Was that your first time playing Fall Guys? That was my first time. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was perfectly fine as, like, like you said, like, there's a lot of the, you know, free-to-play nonsense in it, but, you know, that is absolutely worth the price of admission. Like, if you can deal with that to have a fun, free game, that's perfectly all right by me and perfect for like what we're what we were kind of doing because i feel like it had been a while since we got together with the band guys and caught up and stuff so it's kind of perfect for like okay we're like and i don't think any of us are like like, maybe your immediate challenge or the game that you're doing but you're also you know having just catching up and stuff and like yeah i don't think any of us were like hyper invested in winning the round like we we did win one but like i don't think any of us were like if we wouldn't have we wouldn't have left feeling like dejected and defeated like oh man yep. what a waste of time yep uh gaming tonight but i'd say it's like one of the one of the more fun takes on the battle royale formula or whatever you know like yeah i don't know like it seems like it's just taken for granted now that fall guys is just a thing that exists and is a game that is in the world or whatever but it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool game and pretty cool that people can just play it for free now so yeah. i gotta say i'm i'm happy with that but I'm happy with uh, also wrapping things up here for uh, this week, if you are as well. Um, so, yeah, why don't we uh, wrap it up there? And uh, as always, you can find us on the Internet at uh, PursuingPixels.com. Uh, I've been doing some more streaming here and there uh, lately, uh, hoping to do some more. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll be said and done with. But I'm hoping to stream some more Game Makers Toolkit entries. There's some really cool games that I haven't gotten around to yet. There's actually this game. I'm just going to give it a shout out now because I only played it for a quick <laughs> second. It's called Jazzy Jump. And it's okay. a side scrolling, like single screen platformer. So not not side scrolling, but it's like a side on perspective platformer. And essentially every like 
wave or whatever like it'll roll the dice and then so the whatever the dots of the dice are the platforms that you can land on and then you can like double jump and you can wall jump and stuff and it's just basically like it just starts throwing like different obstacles at you different enemies it sort of starts turning into like a bullet hell but it's another game where just like the music's amazing the presentation is so slick the way it like goes into slow motion for a quick second when you're like when it does like the dice roll and goes like okay it's gonna switch from like a two to a six so now there's like you know, three platform dots on each side. They're, you know, like squares. So that it's like super retro pixelized stylized, but anyways, whatever I could gush about game jam stuff all day. So at the risk of running on, I'm going to wrap it up there for the second time. And, uh, yeah, uh, we'll catch you next week. And, uh, until then take care. Bye. That works for me. Perfect. That was <laughs> flawless i was ready i was like almost ready to start doing a second outro and i was like nope that's good we did it that's good too funny oh good too funny that was fun though yeah i i can't believe i forgot about uh i'm already forgetting it again conduct Uh, together yeah i can't believe that was like literally the the first game i have written down on the list and yeah that game's amazing didn't even talk about unlocking all the extra trains like like the actual like history aspect of it yeah so cool what do you uh, got going on for the rest of the evening? Eh, just getting to bed. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>